Hello everyone. I'm your host Sonali Mangal and welcome to another episode of the Just Connect podcast by Learn, Educate, Discover where we'll be sharing tips and suggestions for how you can build and grow your network. And on our show today, we have with us Meva Gardner Page who is a strategic partner manager at Google. And Meva is really very good at networking. I first got to know Meva at business school. She was at she went to Wharton University of Pennsylvania and while she was at Wharton she was one of the few people who knew not only a lot of people in her own class and uh, mind you Wharton has about 800 odd students in a single year she knew a lot of people in the year senior to her and then in the year junior to her when she went into second year of business school so yeah she is really good at this and uh, what's also really interesting is that she ran her own networking company in Tokyo for 2 years from 2009 to 2011 she ran a company called Tokyo Professionals Management Group which was an event planning organization dedicated to creating networking opportunities for Tokyo based professionals so she really does know what she's talking about um what you'll find is that in today's discussion Meva shares a lot of great tips on how you can build your network in particular how can you conduct yourself at events which i'm sure you'll find helpful so With that, let's welcome Meva. Hey Meva, hi, how are you? Hi, thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're running super busy these days between your job and moving from New York to Austin. How's Austin treating you? Austin is awesome. Everyone should come. It's the un <laughs> un undiscovered gem of the south. Yeah, I've been to Austin a few times and it sounds like it did come across as a really nice relaxed place with a lot of music in the air. So, yeah, it's like a beach town without the beach. <laughs> All right, so I'm really excited to talk to you about networking. I think my first question for you is that can you share examples to show how relationships that you may have formed either professionally, you know, on your own or personally even how they may have helped you in some capacity? I guess I I've been to share this with you before, but um I think I was able to effectively network my way to my current role here at Google. Obviously there's a lot of people who apply to Google and I was one of and I done I applied many years ago um in in the sea of applicants was not even yeah. wasn't even wasn't even rejected. I just wasn't even considered. Yeah. yeah. Um So before we continue I do want to take a pause and um kind of redefine networking at least as it is for me. Uh sometimes, you know, it's it's very important that obviously networking it's a real buzzword in the business community and and for personal development and professional development, but it also kind of has a bad taboo as well. It has yeah. a transactional nature, right? Yeah. Like oh, I've networked into this or I'm really yeah. networked. Yeah. You know, I got to network with that person to get what I want. And I think that is where people um feel a bit allergic to the idea right like nobody if you're if you're if you're kind of an introvert if you're a shy person having to have a seemingly transactional experience with someone to to get something probably feels a bit probably just doesn't feel very mm. good yeah. so I, i i don't think of networking like that what i do think of it is is um it's a, it's a person to person connection and it and it's inherently built on having curiosity uh, in life and in other people right and hoping that like every engagement that you have with somebody is an opportunity to learn something about you about them about the situation and that's generally what networking really is hmm. now if there you know networking does not mean there's a benefit at the end right and i think that if people can 
you know, divorce that idea of like network is to gain something, hmm. then they're going to find networking much more enjoyable. Yeah, because it's just about interacting, really. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, what you're saying is that you don't you don't approach it from the point of view of, okay, I'm talking to this person because I'm trying to get something out of it. But you're just curious and you're just trying to form a connection. Yeah. And so that actually brings up a really interesting story of how I quote unquote networked my way into my current role. Because um, years ago when I was applying to grad school, I was reaching out to different, uh, different alumni from different schools. So I, I, you know, I had researched all these schools and I found some grad schools that I thought were very interesting, but I didn't know anyone from um, some of these schools in my current year. And I, and I, and I thought, well, okay, let me use like LinkedIn, which I think is an amazing tool. That's a total (laughs) side note, but I used LinkedIn and I reached out to a bunch of uh, alumni from some of the schools that I was considering. And one of the folks I reached out to was a, um, was an executive at this company called Google at the time. And his name was Laszlo Bonk. Oh, wow. And, uh, I reached out to him uh, on LinkedIn and I said, look, hi, um, nothing to do with work, Sonali. This is all about just he had gone to uh, Yale School of Management and I was interested in that school. Okay. And I reached out to him and I said, hey, you have had a really interesting career history. I did some research on him. Um, I just would love to connect with you on LinkedIn because I think you've done some really neat stuff. And I, and I really like your school and I'm curious of how your school's impacted you. And this is genuine. Like I really, you know... Mm-hmm. I guess there's the benefit of I was trying to figure out what if it was good for me, but I, but, um, but learning about his, but being curious about his experience was, uh, yes, I guess I was going to benefit, but I, but I was genuinely curious. Uh, and he wrote back, which is pretty amazing. And he said, Hey, you know, um, yeah, I had a great time at Yale. Uh, I wish you luck with your application. If it doesn't work out for you, send me a resume. And that was five years ago. And when I was looking for a job just a year ago, I, I actually reached out to him again. I said, hi, Laszlo. Um, you know, I've been following your experience uh, over the last few years. I'm actually in a good place right now. And I'd love to send you my resume now. Is that okay? So right. all that to say, and, and then here I am now at Google. No, so, this, all, is, yeah. this is just such an amazing story. Not to cut you off, but I just wanted to make sure listeners are aware that Laszlo Bok is not just another Googler, he is the head of HR at Google. What I'm really curious about in that story is that when you reached out to Laszlo for the very first time, were you Mm -hmm. at all, I don't want to use the word scared, but I'm, I don't know what other word to use. I mean, you were reaching out to the head of HR at Google. So did you consider that, hey, you know, he's going to be super busy? Why will he respond to you? Yes, absolutely. I, um, I, you know, but again, life is short and it's, the thing is, I, I think this is a, goes to a deeper lesson in life, but it's never personal, right? Nobody knows you, you know, if somebody rejects you, meaning they don't answer you, they don't respond to you, they, they don't listen to you. It's hardly ever because they don't like you intrinsically. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, I, it's always a shot in the dark when I reach out to somebody it's, it's with a cold email like that or a cold, mm. you know, request. Um, but I, I think the important thing is, is, is never to be like, Hey, I want something from you. No, that will always get rejected. And, and no, it's not personable. That will always get rejected. Yeah. Whereas if you reach out with genuine interest, which is authentic and which comes through regardless of whether it's in person or via uh, an email or a, or a message that will resonate some of the time, hmm. right? That's the yeah. answer. So yeah. I no, I'm not really nervous, but I'm absolutely aware that 
you know, most of the time, if I reach out to somebody who doesn't expect my, you know, reach out, it's going to get rejected. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it is a good lesson for a lot of people that you should not feel afraid from cold mailing people like Laszlo Walk or someone else, because, you know, just in case they do decide to respond, it can really change your life. Well, you know, one of the most interesting things I learned was that you can still cold mail folks. You can cold call, cold mail them. You just have to ask for their permission to do so, which seems counter counterintuitive, right? So if you reach out to somebody um, quite senior or somebody who's not expecting your, your uh, endeavor, you know, your initiative, you just say to them, hi, is it okay if I reach out? <laughs> hi, is it okay if I connect with you about this? Huh. They can say no. Or they can not reply, and then that's your answer. Yeah. But that's just asking that permission is is key, right? If you just reach out and be like, "Hi, I want to talk to you about this sale. I want to talk to you about you know this opportunity," that's probably going to get rejected. But if you say, "Hey, is it okay if I reach out to you about this?" <laughs> it's weird. It's nuanced. Yeah, it's nuanced. It's, <laughs> but the latter will have a much greater, uh, you know, um, probability of of getting uh, accepted. Actually, you know what, Miva? Do you have samples of cold mails you may have written either to Laszlo himself or someone else? Because I think that that might be a great resource to share on the website. Yes, actually. So I, I can tell you. Um, well, I mean, I, can I can I just tell you what I write? A lot of people. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> definitely. Everyone now in your podcast. Go ahead. Yeah. Can can crib it, but. Um, so when I used to reach out to folks, uh, when I was if I'm jobs hunting or if I want, you know. Uh, Job hunting is the most recent one that I did that to, to a lot of success. But um, I would reach out to them and I'd say, hey, Sonali, um, I hope you don't mind me reaching out. Uh, I am I'm Miwa. I'm here in Austin. I'm an ex-consultant. I work at Google. And I'm really interested in your podcast or, or whatever it is. I'm interested in your podcast, your business, your school, your, your ideas. Um, I would love to talk more uh, about your ideas or your business. Can I reach out to you and set some time up? Or can I send my resume to you? Or can I try to schedule a call? Hmm. Sincerely, Miwa. So I, I kind of gave you a bunch of different permutations there, but it's super simple. Okay. It's hi. Do you mind? I, I'm sorry I reached out. You know, you never know if they're yeah. pissed off. Yeah. Um, sorry I reached out. This is who I am. This is what I'm interested in. Are you okay if I continue this reach out? Sincerely, this is, yeah your name so this is a, this is actually a very good point so i i know that a lot of people what they do is they actually write everything that they're looking for and then they say hey do you mind if i you know set up some time with you meet you whatever whereas what you're doing is you're not really getting into the details you're just sort of expressing something about them that you're interested in and that you would want to talk about it further but are they okay with that and yeah, and it gives them an out, and then they don't have to feel like jerks for not yeah. responding, or they don't have to feel belabor, you know, um, put upon by having yeah. this long missive or, you know, uh, email or or something like that. Yeah, yeah, this is great. I'm going to start doing that myself. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> sure, okay. I think it comes from Japan, like asking permission to do something. It's the opposite of um, a lot of how we act in this in the states, perhaps, which is like you know, do something and then ask for forgiveness. Yeah. I'm going to say when it comes to wanting to asking a request, hmm. like if you're going to request somebody's time or energy or money or, 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 you know, attention, then just ask permission if you can't even begin to do that. Right. And that's, that's a gentler, nicer way to, <laughs> to, yeah. to, to be and to network, so to speak. No, I love it. Thank you so much. This is very, very helpful. So 
I know you had a bunch of suggestions around other suggestions around events and other things that you have found helpful in networking. So maybe you can share like your top one or two tips for someone who's looking to grow and maintain their network. LinkedIn is definitely one thing which you've already shared. So yeah, LinkedIn's a great tool. Um, I'm going to say, so I do have a couple of tips. Um, one is a tip for perhaps uh, somebody who's a bit more uh, action oriented. Uh, and then there's some tips for networking at events effectively. So if you're really action-oriented or you really have a goal that you're trying to accomplish, I think rather than just attending, a lot of people think I'm going to attend tons of events and networking events. That's great. But you know what? If you're the person who actually runs them or the person who created that experience, that is so valuable to other people that you inherently become the most networked person at the event. Hmm. Um, does it make sense? And that's what happened to me effectively. I, I came to a city. I didn't know a lot of people. I thought, all right, well, maybe I'll just start hosting some events and people who came, it was very small in the beginning. Um, but very happy that I even put something together. And through that, I made some good connections and then yeah. it grew. Now that does make, that may seem like a lot of work. So the next best thing is when you're at an event is to actually just Pretend like you are hosting the event. No, no. Okay, so I, I, I wanna, I wanna probe you a little bit more on the hosting of event, and then we'll get to, you know, it, let's say you are starting out from scratch, right? You're new to the city. How do you use your social media, right? Un- unless you have friends that you can invite over, how would hosting events? How would that even start? Oh, that's a really good question. I just did this now. I moved to Austin you know, about five, six weeks ago. And I, even though um, I don't have that many friends here, actually. Uh, and so what I did was I went online and I joined a few meetup groups that were interest-based. Um, and then I also joined a bunch of Facebook groups that were interest-based as well as LinkedIn groups. So I like, see. you know, tech groups in Austin. I joined some parent groups here in Austin. And it was just to get my feet in the water to figure out which groups of people and which interests do I want to marry with my, my personal life. And once I go to a few of those, I'll see, you know, which ones I really want to go forth with and who I want to be, you know, interacting with more. Uh, And then I'll start my own, start my own being like, I'll invite some friends over. Maybe I'll, you know, pick a cool restaurant that nobody's been to and I'll invite a bunch of people I don't know. And hopefully they'll show up. I mean, at the end of the day, again, people really, people really, really respect and appreciate uh, the planning effort. No, absolutely. Planning is hard. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't have to do it and you can just show up, you're going to be forever grateful. I feel that way about people who cook. So, no, <laughs> anyone I, who cooks, I'm forever <laughs> grateful for them. No, I, so, I, I feel you. the same. So, so you said that, okay, if you're willing to put in the effort to plan an event and host an event, that's definitely a great way to get to know people and they will appreciate the effort that you're putting in. But let's say you don't have the time or the resources to do that. So the, the next Absolutely. best option is to attend events. So then what are your tips there? Attending events. Um, I love attending events. I think it's a lot of fun uh, because I used to plan events. So I know how much work goes into it. So I very much, again, like I said, appreciate when someone takes the time to create an event and I just have to show up. Um, and what I love to do, which is probably my favorite uh trick so to speak or tip is to just pretend like you're hosting the event that's an easy one you just come in and you ask people as if you're hosting the event hey are you having a good time you know uh, can I help you find anything do you do you do you you know anyone else here would you like me to introduce you to somebody I mean people feel so much more at ease when they know that they're being taken care of so to speak it's a lot of anxiety um, that is produced when you're 
when you're at an event. No, right? I mean, so that's this such works a, anywhere. This is such a simple idea. What do you think is the is the main difference? I mean, have you have you since you since you mentioned that you've tried this out yourself, what's the big difference you see between when you're attending an event as just an attendee and when you're attending an event as pretending to be the host? <laughs> you're probably busier as a host because you're also worried about the details. When you're just pretending to be the host, you don't. You're kind of unencumbered with that, and you can actually uh, easily walk away from conversations that you don't want to be involved in really easy. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a important you know point, yeah. You can actually do that when you're the host. I used to do this all the time. If I was kind of caught with somebody really kind of boorish or something, <laughs> or something talking about something I didn't really know or understand or care to know, I would, you can do two things. You can claim, if you're the host, you say, oh, I'm so busy. I've got some details. I got to pick up ice or something, or I've got to change the projector. I'll be right back. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and if you're, if you're not the host, you can be like, you know what? This has been so great. I've got to find my friend though. They don't know anyone here. <laughs> I don't want them to get, you know, <laughs> cornered by somebody boring. So uh, can you share examples of how using this technique at some event or the other really helped you get to know a lot of people? Yes, sure. So um, this technique is uh, is incredibly useful. Um, I actually use it a lot when I go on pretty much anywhere. Um, but I think most memorably when I, uh, I attended um, some networking events when I was applying to business school and I pretended like I was running them. And near the end, everyone was so, I suppose, charmed <laughs> by my, my hostessing abilities that they were kind of pitching me their schools. Um, and my whole oh, wow. goal was just to find out information from them about, uh, you know, whether they like their schools, whether they like their jobs that, that they got out of their grad school experience. Uh, so it was a real, you know, for me, it would have been just enough. It would have been more than enough yeah. to, to find out, you know, to, to make, meet a few people and have them share their experience. But it was way better because a lot of them went on to say, you know what, I could write the admissions person for you. I'd be happy to put you in touch with more alumni. Um, all because they kind of saw me as that host figure. So no, super that's beneficial. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I think the only time when you, when this trick might be a little bit dicey is if you run into the host of the event and then you're pretending to be the host. Well, and, and I don't mean like literally like say I'm hosting it. Just, you just put on the air that you're, you're, you're in charge, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that goes with life. People just want to be around folks who seem at ease and comfortable in a situation. Mm -hmm. So if you walk around trying to make other people feel comfortable, inevitably you're going to seem confident and at ease, which then, you know, bestows a lot of other benefits for you um, in your network abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's a great point, which is that when you're, when you're putting on, when you're sort of putting on the host hat, as the host, you want to make sure that everyone around you is comfortable and is having a good time. And so if, if you if everything you do starts to make everyone else around you just feel happy and comfortable, they will start to like you and, you know, offer whatever. Help. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. All right. Thanks a lot, Miva. Is there any other suggestion you'd like to share? Uh, when in doubt, stand by the food. That'll be the busiest <laughs> place if you want to talk with lots of people. <laughs> okay. I, I love it. Miva, this was really, really helpful. Thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks so much. Bye -bye. It was nice to chat. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. 
All right. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion. And if you enjoyed today's discussion as much as I did, you should subscribe to the podcast. Simply go to our website at www.learneducatediscover.com. And in fact, over there, you'll also find episodes from our other podcast, Learn, Educate, Discover, which has discussions with people from various professions, such as a product manager from LinkedIn, an investment banker from Deutsche Bank, consultants from McKinsey and AT Carney, product marketing manager from Facebook, UX researcher from Airbnb, and many, many others. So do check out our website. And in fact, over there, you can also subscribe for our newsletter. So check out the website at learneducatediscover.com. If you have any questions, you can email us at hello at learneducatediscover.com. You can tweet at us at LED underscore curator and find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash learneducatediscover. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and for your time. And until the next one, bye-bye.